Hi-ho, Tudor-minded people. It's Philadelphia Carrie for Tudor Time Machine. The word I share with you this week is baggage, a double-dealing noun. I might say to my servant, Agnes, run, girl, and collect my baggage. My carriage awaits. But if Agnes is nowhere to be found, and I discover her loitering by the kitchen hearth with her swain, instead of hearkening to my call, I will box her ears and say, Agnes, you are a pert, dissembling baggage. Baggage? How now, Tudor Files? What think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. And we're here with Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Word of the Week. Don't miss a word. And listen to the Tudor Time Machine Story Project. Jessica reads a chapter of Time's Riddle. And then my dear friends discuss the history behind the mystery. How diverting. So subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. Thank you for listening and enjoying our Tudor Word with us. And we also want to thank Feedspot for naming us a top 10 Tudor podcast for 2023, number two to be exact. Tudor Files are an amazing bunch of people. Every one of you just has the wit of Rosalind and the heart of Cordelia. Philadelphia, can you give us the spelling of the word baggage, our word of the week? It is spelled B-A-G-G-A-G-E, baggage. Of course, we use this word interchangeably with luggage. So in the 16th century, baggage meant, well, luggage, bags, or trunks. But it was also an insult, meaning a worthless woman, a strumpet. By the 17th century, it was sometimes used more playfully, something akin to saucy. But in the 16th century, it was, uh, it was pretty insulting. Our example of the use of the word comes from a play by Thomas Middleton that was written in 1613. A chaste maid in Cheapside. (laughs) How diverting! A chaste maid in Cheapside? As if such a thing were possible. (laughs) A most clever title. One only must hear it to know this must be a comedy. The humour of the title is not quite so obvious to us. Can it be? There are no virtuous young women in Cheapside. No chaste maids. Oh, to find one would be, as the good Sir Thomas More says, to go look for a needle in a meadow. Hmm, Now we say look for a needle in a haystack. How strange. I know not what a haystack is. But to the matter at hand, Cheapside is a part of London where only avaricious merchants dwell. There are no fine nobles, no gentle people of good family. I'm guessing you yourself would never live there. No, indeed. I dwell in a place of base commerce, where there is a market every day except Sunday, and all around me would be tradespeople. But would you go there to shop? I should, in a mask and a hood, and with my Agnes to accompany me and carry my things. Fine bargains can be made there. Everything can be bought or sold in Cheapside. Well, I guess Middleton is making a comment on the buying and selling, because the rich goldsmith in this city comedy, Yellowhammer, is essentially selling his daughter Mole to Sir Walter Whorehound. And in case the name doesn't make his character clear, Sir Walter Whorehound is actually a lying grifter who's trying to shore up his ruined fortunes with Mole's dowry. And by using the name Mole, Middleton is playing with the audience because Mall was used as a shortening for Molly. And Mall is a word for a low woman, a prostitute, a 
Oh. But this mall is actually the chaste maid in Cheapside who suspects and detests Sir Walter, even as he cons her parents. She herself wishes to marry the worthy Touchstone. And the cunning Sir Walter is also trying to pass off his own mistress as his wealthy niece and to marry her to Yellowhammer's son so he can get all the family's money. So the son is a Cambridge man who speaks Latin. He's very interested in learning, but he knows nothing of women. Which is the antecedent of our comic staple, the smart nerd who can't make it with girls. It's true. The word baggage is used by Maudlin Yellowhammer, Maul's mother, twice as an insult to her own daughter. In the first scene, there's an exchange between Maudlin and her husband. Can you share it with us, Philadelphia? Yellowhammer says, Sir Walter's come. He was met at Holborn Bridge, and in his company a proper fair young gentlewoman, which I guess by her red hair and other rank descriptions to be his landed niece brought out of Wales. Which son, which Tim, our son, the Cambridge boy, must marry? Tis a match of Sir Walter's own making to bind us to him and our heirs forever. And Maudlin replies, We are honoured then if this baggage would be humble and kiss him with devotion when he enters. I cannot get her for my life to instruct her hand thus before and after, which a knight will look for before and after. I have told her still, tis the waving of a woman does often move a man and prevails strongly. Okay, so there's a lot of sexual innuendo in that speech. <laughs> sure. Jacobian audiences just love sexual innuendo. Then is now, and the next time Maudlin uses baggage is when Sir Walter comes to visit and Maul runs away. Maudlin says, Why, daughter, faith the baggage, a bashful girl, sir. These young things are shamefast. Besides, you have a present, sweet Sir Walter, able to daunt a maid brought up in the city. By the end of the play, Sir Walter's wicked ways are revealed. Maudlin is proved wrong about her daughter, who is no baggage, but the most virtuous woman in the play. And Maul gets to marry her touchstone, a comedy. Ha <laughs> yes. Poor Mistress Maudlin Yellowhammer. She is the true pert baggage of the work. So give heed to the files. Bring some 16th century source to your vocabulary with baggage. Listen in next time. Don't miss a word. Subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. Thank you.